Welcome to another episode of Cancer with Craig, managing your illness like a project. My name is Kirk Faulkner. I'm your host. And today with me is Mr. Craig Faulkner. Good to be here. In fact, we are just approaching the Thanksgiving holiday here. Thanksgiving holiday is this Thursday. We rapidly moving on us. We have the whole family gathered here today at Casa de Faulkner. Yes. Family pictures. All kinds of stuff. All kinds of good fun. (laughs) In fact, Kirk and I have slipped away into my study and all the grandkids are in the pool. Yeah. With the parents, of course. Nine little grandkids playing in the pool right now. So that's a lot of activity going on out there. So how you been? How's your week been? Good, good. Busy week. We are racing around trying to get ready for this week. We are leaving tomorrow. Everybody, we're leaving to go to... One of the happiest places on earth, Disneyland. Disneyland. We're going up there for two days, staying overnight at the Disneyland Hotel. That's right. There'll be, what, how many of us? There's five kids. Three of them are married. Six, eight, ten, and then nine, nine, 19. 19. And then Piper makes 20. 20. Yeah. Okay, well, All right. I was overestimating. <laughs> 20. There'll be 20 of us. That's still That's a fair still shake. still a lot. I am not going to be going to the park. I'm going to be staying behind helping. I was wondering uh, about that, if you yeah. were going to brave all of the germs. Uh, no, I was told that this is one of the busiest weeks for Disneyland. A lot of people breathing on me. A lot of breath. I think I'm going to avoid that. <laughs> In fact, I know I am. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. I was a little worried about that, so I'm glad to hear that you're not right. going to put yourself at risk. Yep. Oh, we'll go on the teacups for you. Oh, man. Yeah, I would definitely want to avoid that. <laughs> you know, before we tape this every time, you and I sit down and chat a little bit about what we want to cover and what topics would be good for every episode. And today, I think we're going to... We're going to talk about procrastination. Should we do it this time? Or should I, we maybe... I don't know. Do you want to put it off? Let's put it off. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, I want to talk about procrastination, and here's the reason why. I have been procrastinating for years and years and years, getting my photographs organized, getting my music organized. I have stopped procrastinating. I'm using a service to help me get organized, to help me get my photographs organized, get them scanned, get them digitally uh, organized. And I want to be able to put together some fun books based upon time spans, based upon families, etc. It got me thinking about how many years I've been thinking about doing that. And that got me thinking about really how dangerous procrastination can be to our health, how dangerous procrastination can be to projects, having projects really stall out because you never quite get around to doing what's on your hit list. Yeah. I think procrastination and laziness are really misunderstood concepts. I think people think that they procrastinate or they're lazy just because it's easier. And I think it has a lot more to do with fear and not wanting to meet up with a challenge. You know, that's a really good point. I had the luxury over the last number of years to have a lot of support at FMG to help me with my social media posts and tweets and on and on. And since I have not been going to work, been on the disabled list, so to speak, I have had really kind of a challenge to not motivate myself, but to not procrastinate really pushing out on the social media sites like LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter. And 
I was on, the thing that really got me thinking about social media was I was on uh, LinkedIn today and I had like over 100 people who wanted to connect with me. (laughs) (laughs) You hadn't checked in for a while. (laughs) I hadn't checked in for a while, just a day or two. Yeah. I'm a very popular guy. (laughs) Uh, No, I hadn't checked in for quite a while. And I started thinking about, well, why is it that I haven't checked in? You and I have talked a lot about this. With social media, I have this tape plane in the front of my mind. Oh, my tweets, my posts, my photographs, everything's just got to be perfect. You know, everything's got to be so, so. As it applies to social media, if you wait till everything is really up to standards that perhaps might not be achievable, you never will get around to pushing out those social media posts and pictures and really connecting with individuals and influencers you'd like to connect with. Yeah. Perfection's the enemy of good, or yeah, yeah, I, I like that. Perfection is the enemy of good, and uh, really managing projects. Really, I don't think either you are saying we, we shouldn't try our darndest to do a great job. Yeah, but a lot of times, good is really good enough. Yeah, one of my life goals has always been to write a book. I've been procrastinating that for years and years now, and I think that. A big part of that is because every time I sit down to write a book, as I start to write, it's not as good as I want it to be. In fact, sometimes it feels like it's pretty bad. So I get kind of anxious about it and then I, you know, I walk away from it. But what I really need to do is I need to sit down and accept the fact that I'm going to write what writers call the crappy first draft. Just get through it, get it out on the page and realize that, you know, all things are a progression. And a lot of times your first step on the wire is going to be a little screwy. I think that that really applies not only to projects, it applies to managing our health. We've shared this before, but I think it bears repeating that a year prior to being diagnosed to having multiple myeloma, I had this problem with my sternum, with my ribs, they were in pain, and I went to the doctor, nothing was wrong, supposedly. I kind of breathed a sigh of relief, but in the back of my mind, something was really wrong. And I did not push. I was not as aggressive as perhaps I could have been. And I think sometimes it makes a lot of sense to be a little more aggressive, to push a little harder when it applies to our health or when it applies to really important projects. Yeah. Well, there's nothing as scary as health, you know, like even when you think of something like exercising, a big part of why I think people have such a hard time with exercising and procrastinating it is when you exercise, you're really putting your nose right up against your limitations, Uh, your body's limitations, you know, how much you can do. And if you're in bad shape, you know just exactly how bad a shape that is. That's right. Another really good example of the benefits of not to procrastinate comes in finance when you think about the power of starting to save early and the power of sometimes adding a few more dollars to your mortgage payment to get your house paid off sooner. If you have a million dollar mortgage, if you add anywhere between, I think it's 600 to $700 more per month. And I know for a lot of people that may be a lot more than they can afford, but if you can do that and you can do it consistently, you can pay off your mortgage Instead of 30 years, you can pay off your mortgage in a 15-year period of time or a 20-year period of time. And so getting started and being consistent in finance certainly helps you win the financial freedom game. You know what a concept that I've been reading a lot about? I read about this in the Harvard Business Review, and I think there's a book on it, but this concept of focusing on small wins. Because I think a lot of times procrastination comes from you look at the mountain 
and you think, oh, I don't want to climb that mountain. If you could just chunk it out, if you could break it up, if you can just get to the first plateau or something like that, it helps your motivation that way. And I think that if people took their projects and even with their health and were able to look at getting, just achieving some small wins, that really helps get the momentum going. Yeah, I like that. And of course, that principle applies with exercise, right? Yeah. And it was really pretty amazing to me when I got out of the hospital, how walking even 20 minutes was really difficult. And now I can walk 22 minutes. No, (laughs) (laughs) now I can go on a walk and I can walk much longer. You know, in my super active days when I was training for triathlons, that was really the way you had to break down a mile swim or that's the way you had to break down long miles that you're running or miles that you were riding on the bike. I did some half Ironmans, never got around to the full Ironman, wish I would have, but you can't think about the 13 miles that you've got to run right after you've been swimming for 1.2 miles and you've ridden 56 miles. You break it down to segments of the course, you don't psych yourself out. Right before we got on, we were looking at a few statistics, and one of the things that I thought was interesting is that it said that in the last 30 years, the number of people who cite procrastination as a major problem in their life has quadrupled. So there's way, way more people who feel like procrastination is actually causing them huge problem. What do you think that's coming from? What's wrong with kids these days? <laughs> I think it's all of us. I think that our attention span has really been cut down with technology. I hate saying that because I love technology, but I really do think that as we become more and more tied to our phones, to the computer, to technology, I think that us getting around to the task at hand and really accomplishing things has been sent on the back burner. And we like to say, oh, you know, it's the young kids. It's the young kids. That's happening throughout the population. There was an article in Time Magazine that talked about how that challenge is running not just through teenagers, adolescents, teenagers, but it's running all the way through the population. In some ways, it's almost harder for people who weren't raised with technology. It's like they've been introduced to it later in life. They don't have any way to contextualize it. Whereas these kids who are being brought up in it, that's just going to be like, you know, swimming in water for them. Right, right. So I think that that's one of the things. I also think that we have so many options today. You know, we live in a very affluent society. We have a lot of options. There's a lot of things we can do. Who doesn't want to go to the new theaters now where you reserve the seating and they come feed you food? And I do that all day, all weekend long to get away from really accomplishing anything of any significant importance. Have you ever heard of the marshmallow test? It had this thing where they brought little kids into a room and sat them in front of a marshmallow and said, okay, if you don't eat this marshmallow for five minutes, you can have two marshmallows. You know, some of the kids were able to control themselves and not eat the marshmallow. And then they got two marshmallows. Some of the kids couldn't control themselves and ate the marshmallow. But then they tracked those kids for the next 20, 30 years. And all the ones who were able to stop themselves from eating a marshmallow went on to live really productive lives and... (laughs) And the ones who couldn't stop themselves all ended up in jail. Well, yeah, I, or in <laughs> maybe jail. not very, maybe not very that overweight <laughs> and in jail. <laughs> I think that ability to put off instant gratification for a while to be able to, to wait. I really do think that is just goes hand in hand with success, both in like life and projects. It really does. I loved using this quote before, and I use it a lot in my financial planning business. When we gave the seminars or when someone would come in and talk to us, one of the biggest things to get people to take charge of their finances was procrastination. 
I mean, they knew they needed to do something. And I would always challenge people that attended my seminars or it came into my office. I said, listen, whether you want to do business with me or not, doesn't really matter as much as that you start today. And then I would repeat this little saying, procrastination is my sin. It brings me constant sorrow. I really shouldn't practice it. Perhaps I'll stop tomorrow. I think I've repeated this before on the podcast, but I'll tell you what, I mean, it's a silly, cute little saying, but it is a powerful concept. Start today, take hold of that project, do something, even if it's small, do something to move the ball closer to the goal line. Yeah. We almost didn't do the podcast tonight. We almost procrastinated (laughs) it, but we decided we would do it and we did it. Yeah. I'm glad we didn't procrastinate. I'm glad we didn't too. And look at the reward we have. Now we have a whole new episode. That's right. I've got to confess that Kirk and I and Marilyn and a couple of others were sitting out on the patio. We built a little fire and we were listening to the grandkids play and the parents were out there in the pool and the jacuzzi. Can you believe that? The jacuzzi in November. But hey, that's what San Diego's all about. San Diego living. And I thought, you know, is it too early to go to bed? And I looked down at my watch and it was 5.39. <laughs> so it was a little early. It's getting it dark little, pretty early. Yeah, it's getting days. dark pretty early. Well, awesome. Well, I'm glad we didn't procrastinate and that we got this done, but I think we're towards the end of the episode. All right. Well, listen, everybody, thanks for listening. And I know you'll probably be listening to this after Thanksgiving. Hope you had a great Thanksgiving and are planning to have a really happy holiday season. All right. Thanks, everyone. Thanks. Thanks.